Welcome to the help desk, the final help desk for, well, the final daily help desk for 2020. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And I like the way you're keeping keeping the door open for, I don't know, what, breaking news or what should people expect <laughs> for their summer programming? Uh, so I'm going to continue the the little hour long um, weekly things, uh, so so that there'll be more stuff happening, and if I ever get around to it, there there will be a couple of things on the side. But yeah, I think maybe if something big happens um, that just can't wait, then I won't do it as a necessarily as a podcast. I have no idea. Should I send an email or do a podcast? Tell me, dear dear listeners, and and I'll follow your advice. Uh, but there's no way I'm interrupting poor Tess's holiday uh, for the three weeks until CES. Yeah, that's right. We're going to most likely be taking a pretty well-deserved break after a long year. Mm, yeah, it's been a really long year. And it continues to be a really long year for Facebook. They've decided to run full-page ads against Apple's privacy rules, the new rules that we talked about yesterday. So according to this full-page letter, so according to the letter... Facebook is not concerned that privacy changes in iOS may threaten some of its revenue. Of course it's not. Rather, it's worried that it might hurt small business. An Apple spokeswoman said in a statement, users should know what what data is being collected and how it is shared across other apps and websites. They should have the choice to allow that or not. The app tracking transparency in iOS 14 does not require Facebook to change any of its approaches to tracking users or created targeting advertising. It simply requires they give users a choice. So, yeah, so it does look like the the gigantic wall of text that you see in the App Store is actually going to be coming to apps eventually. Maybe this is the, the they're in the App Store first so people can see exactly what it's going to look like um, and whether they want to throw that on their users. So the, maybe the, this is the like the very final last chance before the update happens. Anyway, meanwhile, Facebook has said that it will help fund Epic, the makers of Fortnite, uh, an insanely popular video game that was recently blocked from the App Store in its legal fight with Apple and Epic has yet to respond to that lovely offer. The small business argument is an an interesting one. Uh, I I don't know if if this is keeping small business people up at night, uh, Apple's privacy changes. Um, And I think it's really interesting that whenever a company takes out a newspaper ad, they're not really targeting you or me. And it reminds me of in Australia when TikTok took out those ads earlier this year saying, don't make TikTok a political football, when there were concerns in Canberra over what the Chinese-owned app was doing with our data. You know, the newspaper ad is really more of a pitch at regulators and it gets a lot of cut through in media, you know, journalists write stories about it. So it just sort of is a bit of a, a more forceful argument than publishing a blog post. And moving on to Twitter, which has announced it will remove tweets making false or misleading claims about COVID-19 vaccinations. Any tweet claiming that vaccines intentionally cause harm to control populations or invoke conspiracy theories will be subject to removal, according to Twitter's blog post. Uh, Tweets falsely suggesting that COVID-19 doesn't exist or espouse, espouse widely debunked claims may also be removed. And enforcement of the new policy will begin next week, which feels a little bit late. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, the vaccine is already rolling out in the US and the UK, so it would have been nice uh, had they gotten the, the ships, the ducks in a row, sorry, for that. But, you know, better late than never, I guess. This new rule expands on the coronavirus-related policies put in place by Twitter earlier this year. In March, Twitter rolled out a COVID-19 tab in its Explore page and partnered with organisations like the WHO to supply reputable coronavirus information on its platform. Yeah, and moving on to our final story, uh, which is one that I've been working on. So far in this pandemic, we've had the COVID Safe app and we've had contact tracing technology to talk about. And it looks like the next tech story uh, in pandemic is going to be along the lines of how the government manages a large, a large scale high demand vaccine rollout. And so it's still early days uh, and details are scarce, but we know that the government has already engaged software and data specialists to set up systems to manage and track the logistics of the vaccination program. And this is so they know the location of vaccine, the vaccine stock at any particular time. And also in news today in the uh, MIFO uh, economic update, the government has earmarked a total of $75 million over the next two years. And that's a big package of money and it's going to support developing the systems that do that tracking and monitoring of the COVID vaccine rollout, but also an ad and communications campaign and just administering the program as well. And so what are the kind of numbers compared to, say, the the standard flu vaccines that we we tend to roll out every year? Yeah, so this program is going to be a lot more controlled, I guess, uh, than what we would normally see with the, the flu vaccine being rolled out around Australia. And it's just going to be a lot bigger. Um, a company like Toll says they, they, their systems work out how to manage about six and a half million flu shots uh, or flu or doses of the influenza vaccine each year. Uh, and Australia is expecting something like 40 to 50 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine um, to arrive. Yeah, and of course, uh, the the other big uh, issue there is the the winning vaccines require super cold storage. Uh, it's it's what minus ninety or something that the the vials have to be kept at. I think it's minus seventy, but I can't remember if that was Fahrenheit or Celsius. Um, mm. But uh, either Pfizer way, bloody cold. Have, yeah, Pfizer have made these special tracking boxes that have a GPS location in them, and also uh, keep a record of if the temperature has got has risen too much. And the, the other change I just want to point out that is, is going to be made to the way Australia does vaccines, basically, is that there are laws before Parliament at the moment which are going to make it mandatory for your vaccine provider to report that data back to the government. So they have this immunisation register at the moment, but it is voluntary whether or not someone puts their data in there or the, the person who gives you the shot reports that. So that means that Australians will be able to generate an immunisation certificate from their My Health record, or if you don't have a My Health record, if you opted out of it, then it'll be available through Medicare Online or the app. Or if you you know don't have those things either, a GP will be able to print it out for you. And anyone who has children would be very familiar with this this program. Uh, of course, it's quote unquote voluntary to get your kids immunised, but you can't take them to any daycare uh, unless you have, and and they will immediately want to see that certificate. That's exactly how I expect uh, the COVID nineteen thing to to roll out. And yeah, I'm sure there are going to be your, your Pete Evans out there who freak out about that. But I am more than happy to to have my records up there for this particular vaccine. Mm, and at least those 
Pete Evans types won't be able to tweet about it. Oh, well. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, and finally, we've just got one quick uh, reader suggestion, which is coming from IT News as well, which is where you write, Tess. Uh, but it's about the um, GPS tracking is finally coming to triple O calls. So if you make a call on a mobile phone, the, the latest systems being rolled out to all of our major telcos will provide the GPS location of your mobile while you make the call. Pretty cool stuff, and it will hopefully you know, speed up the the time it takes for emergency services to arrive in case you're incapacitated or anything else like that. And on that note, uh, everyone stay safe this summer. <laughs> yes, I forgot how depressing that would sound. Uh, you are absolutely right, Tess. Uh, stay safe, enjoy yourself, relax for God's sake, and we will see you just before uh, CES starts, which is I think the 11th this year. Yep, that's right. It's in the calendar. Yeah. Fantastic. Alrighty. Uh, until then, like I said, there will be something. If you can hear that, that's my one-year-old saying it's time for me to say goodbye. So see you, everyone. I'll see you in 2021. Bye. Daddy. All right. Bye. Can you say goodbye? <laughs> bye. <laughs> oh. Bye. Bye.